Hello there, podcast listeners, and welcome to another episode of Boozy Bracketology, where we believe in three things. Strong drinks, strong opinions, and crowning champions. I am your host this evening for the final round of 64 for our best 90s alternative song bracket. Yes, we're going back to a sexier time when everyone was still waiting for the millennium to come. In this bracket, we're going to be doing our out-of-left-field region, giving us some of the songs that um, defy explanation, but are still pretty good to rock out to. Like I said, I am your host, Stephen. I'm cracking open a delicious Mountain Dew Zero Sugar, which, despite the fact that it's a Mountain Dew brand, tastes more like Squirt, which is a big red band. But it's still pretty good, so I'm going to rock to it. And now I'm going to introduce you to the rest of your panel tonight starting east to west, as we usually do with Jeff. Great. Uh, I'm Jeff. I'm uh, working on this pecan nut brown homebrew that uh, I'm getting close to kicking the keg on, which is great because it gives me an excuse to brew something else. So uh, uh, drink more and more and more, and uh, hopefully by the morning I will be able to tell my wife, hey, I need some time to homebrew something. (laughs) What a wonderful new excuse we have for avoiding our married spouses. Speaking of, Mike, what are you drinking tonight? Was it was that to me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're, I we're, we're, we're trouble I can get you in. We're switching it up. No, I yeah, no, yeah, my uh I mentioned it I mentioned the guys uh offline. Uh I am currently the 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 sole sole parent in the in the household. Nikki's uh out with some friends. So uh yeah, I'm flying solo tonight, and tonight uh Last time I had a uh, quote-unquote mainstream alternative style beer in a Sam Adams, and uh, this time I've gone a little bit out of left field. This is uh, from a local brewery here in Huntsville called Yellowhammer. Uh, not out of left field for long-time listeners of the podcast, as I've featured them several times before, but this is a new beer from them that I've never had before called Tobacco Road. It is uh, an imperial amber ale, which you don't see a whole lot of. Pop this open. Mike, why are your breweries referencing my part of the country? <laughs> well, Alabama is the Yellowhammer state, but the Tobacco Road thing, I couldn't possibly tell you. But man, this is actually really, really good. This is really, really good. We actually have a brewery here called Tobacco Road. They're, they're, one, they're a brew pub. Uh, yeah. They're really good. You're in North Carolina. I'd hope you'd have a brewery called Tobacco Road. <laughs> There's a lot of things called Tobacco Road here. <laughs> yeah. I'll bet. No, I believe it's called Tobacco Road because in the description it says, this is a big beer designed to complement a good cigar on a fine evening. Oh, I could go for a cigar right now. I know. I was just thinking the same thing, but uh, I'm happy to have it here. This is a really good beer, really good brewery. If you're ever in the Huntsville area, uh, check it out. And, you know, also shoot me a line. You know, we'll talk. No big whoop. And with an invite to come and sleep on his couch, we're going to leave Mike behind for a moment as we move a little bit south. Leah, how are you doing this evening? What are you drinking? I'm tired, so I'm drinking um, uh, the rest of uh, Diet Coke from about an hour ago that I started. Um, So I've still got a little bit left, so that is what I'm doing, and hopefully it'll do the trick and pep me up a little bit tonight. You are known for your extreme energy, so I do hope we get our usual out of you. Yay. (laughs) Chris, what are you doing this evening? I'm podcasting. Steven, what are you doing? Trying to avoid talking to you as much as possible, but unfortunately, ah! host duties don't prevent that. So what are you having to drink? Uh, I am having, uh, I'm continuing off my Knob Creek uh, Single Barrel Select from Sunshine Liquor Company right here in Palm Harbor, Florida. 
120 proof, sips like a 90 proof, and it is delicious. And I'm still on my beer cleanse, and I'm sad about that. Well, we're going to leave you alone in misery for a moment as we head out west for the last panelist we're speaking to, but the first one in our hearts. Sarah, how are you doing? What are you drinking? I'm also sad for Chris's beer cleanse. I didn't I didn't know that that was a thing. It breaks my heart, buddy. I dug in back into my sad Sam Adams sampler, and I have good old Fezziwig tonight. Nice little holiday spice beer. Uh, I love the sampler. I've been having a lot of local breweries here, but they don't have too many holiday ones. Sam, the holiday sampler just right on the nose. Hold, Sarah, hold on. What was the name of that beer? Old Fezziwig. Isn't there a Harry Potter professor or something like that? Like Fezziwig or something like that? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Fezziwig is from a Christmas carol. You might remember Scrooge McDuck saying, good old Fezziwig. Or you're right. I, I would have remembered that if I actually liked the oh, Disney. <laughs> no, oh, we guys. Are we back to this? Guys. I voted for Charlie Brown last round. Guys, we've we've. <laughs> I thought we moved How much? On. How much more does poor Chris need to take? He was wrong. He knows he was wrong. <laughs> he apologized. He made an announcement. Oh, That's that was right. a jingle all the way. Never mind. Am I thinking of Flintwick? Is there a Professor Flintwick in Harry Potter? Flintwick, yes. Flintwick, okay. Never mind. Steven, stop crying. Let's keep going. <laughs> All right. Now I've got the Harry Potter fans on my side, too. My numbers are Yeah, that's, that's right. So, as I assemble my mob, we'll distract Chris by doing this region, beginning with our play-in game. Uh, <laughs> the panelist order for the evening is going to be Jeff, Mike, Sarah, Chris, and Leah, which means Jeff will be going first as we discuss the new radicals. You get what you give versus gold sound by pavement. So in with the bracket in its current form and really in its previous form, there are 68 songs in it. I knew 67 of them and have heard 67 of them multiple times. The 68th is Pavement's Gold Sounds, which I is the only one I had to look up and actually figure out what it was. And I listened to it, and I'm still not entirely certain. Uh, I will be honest with y'all. I don't get Pavement. I know this this like makes me less of a music fan for some reason. There there are some uh, uh, universe of indie. Uh, music fans for whom Pavement fills the gap between the replacements and Slater Kinney as like their darling or something. I just don't get them. I never have got them. I don't understand what it is they're trying to accomplish. They're okay, I guess, but I don't think I would ever voluntarily listen to them. Uh, That and I, I kind of get where Mike was trying to go by putting the new Radicals up against Beck. Uh, I just think that's kind of a cool matchup, and uh, I think uh, anyone who attempts to call Beck out in a song for being a uh, fake is a little bit off base, but at least deserves to tell that to Beck to his face. So I'm going to go with new Radicals. You get what you give. All right, you get what you give. It's picking up its first vote of the evening, and we look for our second voter, Mike. 
Uh, so I'm I, I'm just pickled tink that uh, Jeff picked up. I was hoping I was hoping somebody would. Jeff picked up on the the pairing of New Radicals versus Beck, uh, which was the original uh, pairing before I added in the play-in game. Uh, I was hoping I was hoping somebody would pick up on that. So I'm glad that Jeff did. Uh, no, the uh, I really tried very hard not to be super self-indulgent uh, on this on this bracket, which is why I tried to make it primarily data-based. Um, but there were a lot of great bands in the '90s, bands that I love. A lot, they're not a lot of people's cup of tea, as Jeff said. But bands that I loved in the '90s that I didn't discover until the 2000s. Pavement being one such band, uh, I started getting into them in the early to mid 2000s, uh, and I, I can't I can't describe what it is that I love about Pavement. Really, it's just there's something they've just got they've just got a vibe that res, that resonates with me. They're kind of all over the place. They don't really they're not really trying to say anything. They're just sort of making music and following their whims. And I just, I feel like that's kind of cool. Uh, and gold sounds, the reason that it's on there, the reason that I can justify that it's on here is that it was when the rolling, when Rolling Stone magazine did its top 50 songs of the nineties, uh, top 50 alternative songs of the nineties pavement was uh gold sounds was in the top 10. I think it was like number six or seven. And um, uh, pitchfork as you know, indie elitist uh, as they, and, and annoying as they can tend to be sometimes, uh, Gold Sounds was their number one song of the, 90, the 90s alternative. So even though, yes, not a lot of people were familiar with it, I felt justified in at least putting it on here. I can give it the spotlight. That's fine because probably not a whole lot of people listen to it. Go take a listen. It's not everybody's cup of tea, but if you like it, that's great. I love Gold Sounds. I'm still voting for the New Radicals because... I because I love you get what you give too, and it really is more emblematic of the '90s. It's super catchy. Uh, it's a song that everybody remembers. I was genuinely surprised when I found out that it didn't log as much time on the billboards because this song was everywhere in the '90s. So I love Pavement, um, but I'm giving my vote to the New Radicals uh, because, again, like Jeff said, I want I like the matchup between them and Beck. New Radicals, you get what you give. Picking up its second vote. Let's see if it will move on to face Beck in the round of 64 opener. Sarah, is it getting its third vote now? It is. My vote goes to everything Mike said and the New Radicals, you get what you... Okay. Move on. Audio failure there. I was like, how's so, this going to end? I'm we, very excited. We, we were waiting for the give. We were Just waving your hand in front of the camera. <laughs> It's, uh, yeah, sorry about that. Um, new Radicals, moving on. And with our first cliffhanger vote, the New Radicals picks up their third. But we do need to see if it's a clean sweep. Chris, are we heading in that direction? Yes, we are. New Radicals over pavements. We'll talk more about it later. Move it on. Moving on it is, but we still haven't secured that sweep. Leah? I'm just going to get my broom out and sweep this on <laughs> or something. I don't know. I, what is gold sounds? I don't even know what that is. So, yeah, you get what you give. I've, I've actually heard of that one, and I like it. So that one needs to move on. And so Pavement's gold sounds with a Z gets zero votes, and the New Radicals moves on. They become our 16th seed and get the pleasure of going up against our number one seed, Loser by Beck. Starting this round with Mike. In my bracket right now, this is the one spot that's blank. Um, because I genuinely, I wanted to make that decision in the moment, and I kind of didn't want to go first. Um, 
Beck's Loser is one of those songs that has stuck around, and it, it really has. I mean, it's it's a song that you will still hear very regularly if you turn into alternative rock radio, where where you get what you give is not. Um, at least certainly I haven't. Uh, Beck is an artist that I have always respected, but never really loved. Um, he, he's very talented. He's worked in a wide variety of, of uh, genres, and I can't take anything away from him. I've just never really gotten into it. Uh, and Loser is a fine song. It is certainly iconic, like I said, and it certainly had the staying power, but I am emotionally more invested in the New Radicals and You Get What You Give. I love that song. Uh, when I was in college, I knew a ton, I knew a ton of people who loved that song. It was like, it was just, it, it felt, that felt very late 90s and very much of our particular age. And for that reason, uh, New Radicals is my other UMBC pick of this particular round of 64 going up against their UVA of Beck, but I am giving my vote to the New Radicals. And so Mike's first vote says Beck's loser should be. And we'll move on to Sarah. How long were you waiting to say that? Um, I, ugh, I, on these, honestly, I don't really care either way uh I, I don't really have anything on either of these songs that i mean obviously back i've heard a lot more uh you get what you give i think is definitely is very catchy 90s i have to say just because it's so weird and the lyrics are weird but it works and people don't seem to question it i think because it's back i i don't really care for much of his his other stuff but if Loser's on, I'm not going to change it. So I'm going to go with Loser. And one vote for Beck's Loser ties it up. And we move along to Chris. Fashion shoots with Beck and Manson. Court, Beck and Hanson. Courtney, Love, and Marilyn Manson. You're all fakes. Run to your mansions. Come, <laughs> come around. We'll kick your asses. I love this song. I don't know why. I don't like Loser. I've never been a huge Beck fan. It's never rung true to me. Um, I don't know why, but the song feels fake, manufactured a little bit. And I, again, probably way off base there. I'm not, I don't follow the background of music, but that song has always just rang hollow to me. The New Radicals, say what you want about the lyrics. It's peppy. It's energetic. It's catchy as hell. It's a fun song. I've got to go New Radicals here. I, I just, I don't jive with Beck, especially not the song Loser. It's not, it doesn't feel authentic. And with that, the New Radicals are on the verge of a 16-1 upset. Does the dream continue, Leah? I guess I'll go with Beck, question mark. I just feel like if we're looking at a list like like we are, of the best 90s alternative, I probably wouldn't have even put New Radicals on this list, even though I do like the song, so I feel like Beck's Loser, I would have definitely put on this list, um, even if I don't like it as much. Um, so I feel like Beck's Loser deserves to be on it, so I guess I'm gonna go with Beck. Strong opinions abound here, as we get to another... <laughs> 2-2 two, two tie. You ingrates are going to make me decide this, aren't you? 
Well, they are going to make you decide, but they have the opportunity to use a buzzer beater now, since everyone but Sarah still has them available. Does anybody want to use their buzzer beater? Uh, hold on. Let me see if there's anything I'm more passionate about than this later on in the list, knowing how <laughs> everything else is gone. <laughs> I'm actually All right. Oh. I feel like I genuinely don't know what Jeff's going to say, and I'm just more curious than anything else. So I'm can can I use their buzzer beater halfway through my monologue? If it's not going the way I want it to, hell yes. <laughs> All right, we're going to... Uh, uh, man, do I, do I get crazy with the cheese whiz, or do I have the dreamer's disease? This is difficult to decide. Um, meaning Tower of Cheese. You don't even like that movie. I've, uh, I, I got a lot of respect for Beck, actually, uh, because and, and and here's why. So you know we have, we have a, a car that's equipped with internet radio, and so we have you know various songs, kind of like Pandora song, stations or whatever. So we've put in you know the Beastie Boys and made a station on that, and Beck comes up, obviously. Uh, we then put in a uh, Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings uh, radio station, and Beck comes up. Uh, we, we put in Brandy Carlisle as as a seed, and Beck comes up. And he he has this unbelievably varied catalog where you could choose a Beck song for a hip hop station or a country station or a soul station, and it works. And it's somehow all uniquely Beck. It's it's impressive, and he is way more than the kind of novelty hip hop pop ish wacko bird act that he was as of 1997, where you know he's singing songs that. And I believe this is the actual genesis of the song Loser, that he is just like hanging out in his friend's kitchen and singing about shit that he saw around the kitchen, which has this a great Dadaist quality. Uh, meanwhile, You Get What You Give was just like a, a really fun song that I always enjoyed listening to uh, when it was out and on the radio all the time. Uh, I'm really just stalling for time in the hopes that someone uses their goddamn buzzer beater. Uh, <laughs> but since it's clear that that is not going to happen, fuck it, we hadn't had a 16-1 yet, and I think that needs to happen. Uh, I got the dreamer's disease. New radicals, you get what you give, that's our winner. Yes, 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 yes. And in a surprising 16-1 upset, the radical, new radicals, you get what you give, beats out Beck's loser, Proving that it's a prophetic title, indeed. <laughs> Is that the first sixteen one in the history of Boozy Bracketology? Yes, I believe I that is the first sixteen so. one in Boozy Bracketology. I think it. I think it is. We've had fifteen twos, but I think that might be our first sixteen one. You're welcome. <laughs> what can I say? No. Send your Sorry. comments to boozybracketology at <laughs> gmail.com. And while you're taking a moment to write your hate out in the electronic mail of your favorite, uh, we're going to move on to our 8-9 matchup, which is going to be Pepper by the Butthole Surfers versus Sex and Candy by Marcy's Playground. And to start us off here, we're going to go to Sarah. Two dirty titled songs and or bands. I like it. 90s me giggled like old school girl. Um, 
I really wasn't a big Butthole Surfers fan. And I went back and I re-listened to Pepper about five times. And I realized that I'm still not really a Butthole Surfers fan. Marcy Playground, I feel like Sex and Candy was the only song I know of theirs that they did. But boy, do I remember that music video for that with the tarantula and like crawling on the dude's face. And it just was weird enough that it became popular. And I kind of like it. Mike made actually a Spotify playlist of these songs. And when that one came on, I was like, that's right. I dig this song. So Marcy Playground, Sex and Candy gets my vote. And as I grab an ISO of Sarah saying, I'm not really into butthole surfers. We move on to our second voter, Chris. The only thing that comes to mind when thinking about these two songs going head to head is anger. Anger at the man who made the bracket and somehow made Everclear Santa Monica in a play-in game. And the butthole surfers and Marcy's Playground are in the actual tournament. What the actual hell? My vote is for Santa Monica, damn it. Come on. I don't care about either of these songs. I don't. Um, the fact that they're both in the tournament and... I had to let Santa Monica go head to head with smells like teen freaking spirit pisses me off. I'm I'm a little salty. I'm salty about this. I am. Um I don't like the butthole surfers. I didn't like you know I, I'm not a big sex and candy fan. Actually, hold on, I take that back. I am a big sex and big candy fan, not a fan of the song. Uh Sex and Candy at least is at least memorable to me. I'm not a huge fan of the song, but I, I can sing it. So Sure, move it on, but I would put my vote towards a write-in vote for Santa Monica. All right. As Chris is slowly lured into his vote with the promise of sex and candy, we move on to Leah. Wow. This is so, so awkward. Um, all right. So I hate with a fiery passion the song Sex and Candy. Um, I hated it when it came out, and I hate it even more now. Um, so although I think the band name is ridiculous and I hate you for making me have to Google this on my work computer when I first got the bracket, um, I'm voting for Pepper because of my hatred for the song Sex and Candy. No one made you Google anything. I didn't know who they were, so I had to watch all the music videos. On your work laptop? It's what I do. I don't feel like working. So one vote for theft of company time brings us to a 2-1 lead for Sex and Candy, and we move on to Jeff. I remember a friend of mine uh, list, making me listen to the Marcy Playground album because I wasn't the biggest song Sex and Candy fan at the time. And there's this album's actually really good. Uh, the second single on the, uh, the off of that album, the criminally underplayed St. Joe on the School Bus, is a, a brilliant song and it would be moving on were it the selection here but it is not uh which leaves us all to be all in love with dying and doing it in texas uh i think we've got to move the butthole surfers on just for the sheer amazing clump 
of randomness that this song is. Uh, it makes no sense. I'm okay with songs making no sense. So we're going to move that one on. But Whole Surfers picks up its second vote. And yet once again, we have a 2-2 tie going into our final voter with Mike. We've got four potential or three potential buzzer beaters still out there. Does anybody want to use theirs now? I cannot imagine using my uh, my buzzer beater on the butthole surfers. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, with everyone agreeing that the butthole surfers are good for the night, but not worth calling back tomorrow, we turn to Mike for our final vote. Wow. <laughs> so, uh... I know Jeff pretty well, and I knew that he would bring up St. Joe on the school bus, uh, which is by far the better Marcy Playground song. Uh, and he's absolutely right. If it was that Marcy Playground song against Butthole Surfers, to me, this would at least be a competition. But um, I actually really like both these songs. Uh, I, I I think I think Sex and Candy's like it's a, it's a it's got a fun little groove to it. Like it's it's a it's a good song, but for its sheer uniqueness and uh, for the among all of the randomness of it, uh, very uh, astute observation that you never know how you look through other people's eyes. Uh, I am voting for the butthole surfers with pepper and I'm moving it on. And indeed with that vote, pepper will move on to your round of 32 to take on you get what you give by the new radicals. But that comes later for now. We are going to go up with our 5-12 seed. The 5 seed being Fade Into You by Maisie Starr versus One Week by the Bare Naked Ladies as your 12 seed. And we are going to begin this vote with Chris. Come on. How in the hell is the Bare Naked Ladies One Week a 12 seed? I got this bracket and I was offended for them. The song is amazing. It's so fun and catchy and poppy, and it's everything I want in the 90s. Like, come on. No, 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 no. I am never going to listen to Fade Into You ever again unless I'm trapped in a movie theater that somehow I get to go back to, and I'm watching some movie that has a soundtrack based in 1996. No. No, 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 no. Give me the bare naked ladies. Give me that sounded bad. Hey, give me the bare naked ladies too. Actually, don't hog them all for yourself, Chris. <laughs> yeah, some for me too, please. Mike, you can have them in one week. One week moves on, please, for the love of God. This should not be an upset. This pisses me off. This should be a twelve-five the other way around. Chris, speaking truth to power, we move on to Leah, who hopefully is also correct. Uh, yeah, one week was so big. It has to move on. Uh, Fade Into You is boring and forgettable. No one ever forgets one week. That song sticks in your head forever, even if you are singing the wrong lyrics to most of the, the lyrics in that song. Um, it still stays with you. So, yeah, it's definitely Bare Naked Ladies one week. Two votes for one week by the Bare Naked Ladies as we move to Jeff. There are approximately... I would say 20, maybe 25 Bare Naked Ladies songs 
that would move on here. I would move on old apartment in an absolute hot second. Uh, <laughs> Brian Wilson would quite possibly win the bracket. I mean, hell, even like Lovers in a Dangerous Time or Jane or pick a fucking other Bare Naked Ladies song and it would probably win here. One week? Really? That's what we're going with here? One week? It's it's not that great of a song. I don't like it that much. And I love Bare Naked Ladies, but that song is just... It's annoying and, you know, whereas there are other songs on this list that elevate nonsense to an art form, this almost like de-escalates nonsense into just not making sense. Meanwhile, we have Mazzy Stars, Fade Into You is a perfectly serviceable song, uh, worth a listen every now and then, and due to the criminal elimination of Dave Matthews band satellite from this list is probably going to hold the record in this bracket of most first slow dances among people of my age cohort in, in among songs in this bracket. So I'm going to vote for fade into you because one week is just not that good. I'm sorry. The band has so many other better songs. And if one week is you, my poor, poor podcast listeners only knowledge of the Bare Naked Ladies. Go out there and buy a couple of albums, pick up Stunt and Maroon and hell, any other album you can get your hands on to. Go listen to a bunch of other of their songs and come back and tell me that one week is better. You can't. So Mazzy Star gets my vote. Sorry, Steven. Massey Star gets the vote, and Jeff proves that you can be correct about an entire band's discography except one of their songs. Mike, please give us a correction. Uh, so, with apologies to Jeff, One Week was just inarguably Bare Naked Ladies' biggest song in the 90s. It just was. It's it's not close. There, It was their biggest song of the 90s. It was not their best song of the 90s. 100% right about that. Biggest song of the 90s? Absolutely. Um, I really like one week, actually. I, I, I disagree with, I disagree with Jeff on it. I really do like one week. I agree with Jeff in the sense that I don't think it scratches their, the top tier of Bare Naked Ladies songs. He said exactly what I was going to say. Uh, to me, the Bare Naked Ladies best song of the nineties is probably old apartment. Old apartment's definitely moving on. Uh, if it were the, if that were the matchup as it stands, I do like one week, but I really like fade into you by mazzy star it's i there's something about hope sandoval's voice in that song and that and that guitar that just kind of just slowly like like plays that plays underneath it it's haunting and hypnotic and it draws me in every time and i just really love that song um so i am giving my vote to mazzy star fade into you and uh we have yet another tie Motherfucking music snobs has brought us to a 2-2 tie. Somehow. I'm an impartial host. Does anybody want to use their buzzer beater for Yes. Sarah? Please, dear God, do it. Sarah. Sarah. 
Like, come on. Apparently, there are some really big uh, Bare Naked Lady fans on this podcast that aren't Bare Naked Lady fans. And that's insane to me. It may not be the best song of the Bare Naked Ladies album. Everyone knows the best song from the Bare Naked Ladies of all time is going to be the theme from Big Bang Theory. Sarah, look at me. Wrong! (laughs) My turn, sir. My turn. It's obviously a joke. Sarah, come on. One Week is an iconic song. It's fun. It's catchy. It's poppy. I don't know. I'm not a music guy. I will fully admit that, like, I've never, I I can't play an instrument. I played trombone for, like, a year in sixth grade, and I don't care. I know what I like in one week for my, call them infantile tastes, is infinitely more listenable than half the songs on this damn bracket. It's not Hard to make the right decision. Massey stuff. Really? I don't get it. I've heard the song a couple of times. I don't get it. I've never been infatuated with that song. One week, if it's on, I guarantee Sarah you're listening to it. So please make the right decision. This is not a Joy Noel situation. There's no big uh, overtone tier. It is literally just... One of these songs is a shit ton of fun, and the other is, hmm. All right, that's the buzzer beater. Sarah, do the right thing. Impartial. Steven, your impartialness is killing me. Like I need you to sway me one way or the other on this. I, I don't know which way to go. What did I just um, do? I'm I, I'm I not a, impartial when it comes to Nazism either. Some things you just have to stand against. Guys, I'm a little. I, I have good news for you because I had never heard of Mazzy Star until I got his bracket, and then I thought like maybe I missed some song in the '90s because, and I went and I listened to it and I felt like I never heard it in the '90s, and I I, I don't know I don't, I don't know what happened. Like I lived in a really really small town. And we just, it never made its way there. Like, they're probably just listening to Bare Naked Ladies right now. Um, but, so given the two, honestly, I, I, I think all the points are valid, right? It's catchy. I don't know all the words. But f- from the start, I'm sorry you had to waste your buzzer beater on me. I, I was going Bare Naked Ladies from the start just because I had never heard of Mazzy Star. And I listened to it, and it was like... Nice, but it was like it's no Savage Garden to me. So, bare naked ladies get my vote. And in a squeaker, the right one moves through as I impartially mark it down that the bare naked ladies one week three to two somehow over Massey Stars fade into you. That was that was scary. I'm gonna need a minute. Um, so we're just gonna go ahead and move on to the next matchup, which is our number four, Shimmer by Fuel, taking on our number thirteen seed, The Flies. Got you in parentheses where I want you. And leading off on this round, I believe that's gonna be Chris. The seeding in this bracket continues to baffle me. How in the hell is Fuel a four seed? 
Like, I like Fuel. I do. I actually genuinely like Fuel. I own this album. Um, I actually own their next album that had, like, Hemorrhage and, and Bad Day on it. But I don't see in any way, shape, or form how Fuel is a four seed. Unless, like, that song Shimmer has been on 37 or 40 different Nicolas Cage movie soundtracks, I don't understand how this movie, how this song is a four seed. Uh, with that being said, Shimmer is definitely better than uh, Got You Where I Want You. That sounds creepy. I actually didn't even like that song. No, Shimmer's the better song. I don't know how it's a four seed, and Santa Monica had to fight for a 16 seed. I'm done. I'm, I'm over. Done. Just cut me off. I'm muting myself. All right. Chris goes ahead and votes for Shimmer. You know, I really hate it when our panelists, like, they get upset at one thing that gets eliminated too early, and then they just don't let it go. That's very unprofessional, Chris. I would not recommend that. Leah, what's your vote? Well, Shimmer would never end up on my playlist. Uh, there are some other Fuel songs that I have liked. Um, Shimmer's not really one of them, though. Um so, and I never heard of this other one until I got this broad, uh, this uh, bracket. Uh, but I listened to it and got you parenthetical where I want you is easier for me to listen to. So I think that's going to get my vote. You think it's going to get your vote or you're giving it your vote? I guess I'll give it my vote. Yeah. All right. I'll commit to it. Yeah. Final answer. It gives us a 1-1 one, one tie and we move on to Jeff. So out of all the 68 songs on this bracket, most of them I either like, I really like, or I'm kind of meh about. The only one of them that I remember during the 90s actively loathing was The Flies Got You Where I Want You. And I had to go back and listen to it again last week to see if, was this just me back in the 90s hating a thing that I didn't understand or what was going on with that? So I listened to it again. Yep, still sucks. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Fuel's Shimmer just because the opposition is so weak. And it sounds like a CD matchup gives another vote. We're going to go ahead and see if Mike will tie this up and we can have more drama. So, Chris, you, you asked how Fuel got a number four seed. And the answer is because it was fucking huge. Based on the Billboard chart data, this was the, this was a top 20 song. This song was fucking huge. I don't know how you don't remember that, but this song was everywhere. It was. I'm not saying it's a great song. I'm just saying in the terms of the late 90s, the song was everywhere. The Flies Got You Where I Want You was in a lot of places. It wasn't everywhere, but it was in a lot of places. I actually have a funny story about the song uh, Shimmer by Fuel, which actually explains why it is in the out-of-left-field bracket, or why I felt justified in putting it in the out-of-left-field bracket. A friend of mine in high school named Vihau loved this song. And on the strength of this song, he went and bought the first Fuel album. And none of the rest of the first Fuel album is anything like this song. It's much heavier. It was not his cup of tea at all. So he said, here, Mike, you like heavier music. You might enjoy this album. And I actually did enjoy the album. So the only reason I know that album is because my friend in high school, Vihal, bought it and hated the album so much other than the song Shimmer that he gave it to me. Um... But I do really like uh, Shimmer much better than The Flies Got You Where I Want You. So I am moving it on and eliminating all suspense. 
With that, Shimmer picks up its third vote and we'll be moving on, but we still want to check in with Sarah. Maybe I missed the boat on this. I actually really like Fuel, and I really like the song Shimmer. I was excited when I saw it on this list, because I had kind of forgotten about it for a little while. And the flies got you where I want you. That that was nowhere near my music taste at that time. Uh, I actually had Fuel's first and second albums, and I still like them. So my vote is still going to Shimmer. And Fuel is not as bad as everyone says that they are. And because we are apparently incapable of doing anything but a 3-2 vote, we're going to go ahead and send on the, the flies. You got got you where you want you to take on the bare naked ladies in the round of 32. And we're, I'm pretty sure Fuel oh, won no, that one. I checked one. that wrong. I absolutely <laughs> did. Strike that. Reverse it. Fuel is the winner. Fuel Shimmer moves on to the round of 32. And it's getting late for me, even though I am stone cold sober, apparently. So to hide my embarrassment, I'm going to quickly move us along to our 6 versus 11 matchup, which in this region is going to be The Cures, Friday I'm in Love versus Enjoy the Silence by Depeche Mode. And we're going to be getting this one with Leah. I love Friday I'm in Love. It's so cute. It's relaxing. I know you may not want a relaxing alternative rock song. Um, but it's right in my wheelhouse of songs Leah likes. It makes me happy. Enjoy the Silence is a very unique song, and I don't hate it, but I definitely don't love it as much as the song it's up against. So my vote is for Friday, I'm in Love by The Cure. The Cure picks up its first vote for Friday, I'm in Love. Jeff, what are your thoughts? Leah, are you and I ever going to agree on a song? Probably not. <laughs> I, I I think it's it's just never going to happen. Uh, <laughs> I, I I kind of like the way you're talking about Friday I'm in Love versus uh, Enjoy the Silence. I I feel that exact same way except flipped. Uh, like Friday I'm in Love is okay. I don't hate it, but uh, I don't love it. And there are other Cure songs I would rather be listening to. Uh, give me Fascination Street. Uh. Friday I'm in Love is just kind of there. Uh, meanwhile, Enjoy the Silence is a song that I have loved for a long, long time and just really, really appreciate. It's uh, I, I can't really explain how it speaks to me, but it does. So Depeche Mode gets my vote here. Depeche Mode's Enjoy the Silence picks up its first vote, giving us a 1-1 tie as we move on to Mike. Uh, so, uh, you guys, I don't know if you guys picked up. The, the reason that I paired these two together uh, is because these are two 80s new wave bands that managed to have hits in the 90s. Um, and I, so I paired them together for that specific reason. Uh, I actually, and, and also I wanted to make sure Depeche Mode Enjoy the Silence was on this list because I have a funny story related to the, to this song. Um, this is about two years ago. I don't remember. We were in a, we were, me and my wife, Nikki, were in a mood and, uh, we, we said to Alexa, um, hold on, let me wait for my actual Alexa to silence. Yep. Okay. She's done. Um, we said play nineties dance music. Those were our words. Play 90s dance music. And you know what the first song that came on was? 
Depeche Mode's Enjoy the Silence. Now, this struck me as amazing for several reasons. Number one, I don't necessarily think of that song as dance music, but or, or, or maybe in a certain light, but it wasn't what we were looking for. Number two, holy shit, that was a 90s song. And I went and had to look it up, and sure enough, that song came out in January of 1990. Like, we are we are scraping like this is barely a 90s song. But as we established earlier, the 90s really didn't begin until Nirvana knocked off Michael Jackson in January of 1992, which is two years after that song came out. I'm rambling. I really like both of these songs. Ultimately, I just have a little more... I agree with Jeff. Uh, in terms of the Cure songs, there's many more Cure songs I'd rather listen to. Pictures of You is one of my all-time favorites. But I enjoy listening to Friday I'm in Love more than I enjoy listening to Enjoy the Silence. If they're going to put one of them on, that's the one I'm going to put on. So I'm giving my vote to The Cure. And with that, The Cure picks up another vote, giving it the lead. Sarah, tell us your feelings. I'm just going to keep it pretty short on this one. I I don't know why I never got into Depeche Mode. I have a, friend, a bunch of friends that are from... Europe and like they absolutely love Depeche Mode and I don't understand and we've been in many many conversations about this but I, I like the the cure Friday I'm in love I think it's cute kind of like Leah said it, it's just catchy it's cute it's a nice little sweet song so my votes for the cure the cure picking up its third vote to move it along but let's see if we have yet another three two matchup here Chris, where's that final vote going? Uh, my vote goes for Depeche Mode's Dream On. Uh, their version of Dream, their song Dream On is actually my favorite Depeche Mode song. I did not get a whole lot of play, but I do love that song. I, really here, I don't care. Um, I'll give it to Depeche Mode just because they're making, they make interesting choices with their music. Uh, the Cure is fine. My wife loves that song, so Friday she's in love. Hopefully she's in love, you know, Saturday, Sunday through Thursday. Uh, right now she's in sleep, but no, uh, I'm going to give it to Depeche Mode because at least they swing big and they do have a cult following. They've got actually a pretty big following. I'm not part of that following, but the stuff I've heard is at least interesting. So I will give them the, uh, the mercy vote. And the mercy vote gives it a three, two matchup, meaning that every single matchup we've had in this region, except the play in game has been a three, two vote. We'll see if that trend continues as we move on to our 314 matchup. Cannonball by the Breeders versus the 14 seed of Criminal by Fiona Apple. And this matchup is going to begin. I've lost my marker. I believe it begins believe with. Me. Yes, Jeff. Very good. These, these are both really, really great songs. And Mike, I, I don't understand what your uh, obsession is with pitting women against one another uh the uh, i think you did this at one point on the other side of the bracket where uh christ who was it the uh um oh yeah the cranberries and garbage you put them ag uh, up against each other too uh i don't know maybe you just like cat fights uh what's going on here i don't know uh cannonball is a great song criminal is an unbelievable song uh, there's there, there's something about criminal that works on seven or eight different levels that just 
hits you in the gut and punches you and keeps punching you. <laughs> and it's uh, even if it's tied to some really negative memories in my mind, it's still just a much, much better song and much more interesting to listen to. So Criminal's got my vote. And the first vote of this matchup is going to go to Criminal. And Mike, what are your thoughts? Yeah, Jeff, you're absolutely right. I think that um, in my head, I was like, oh, we'll pair, we'll pair female singers together because it makes an interesting matchup. But you're absolutely right, because what it does is it cruelly and unfairly reduces the number of female singers that we have moving on. And like, that was really stupid because these are both fantastic songs. And really, they should be moving on ahead of a lot of the other crap that we've moved on instead. Um, the... Uh, Breeders was not a band. I did not particularly like Cannonball back in the '90s. When I would hear it, I would always be like, "I don't like. I don't. I don't know. I don't. Dig, I don't like this song." And Fiona Apple's "Criminal" was a song that I, I, you know, I always, I always dug. I kind of, I kind of dug it. Um, you know, back then. But Breeders really, really grew on me uh, when I would re- return to it and hear it more and more. I think, I think I got into the, you know, the, the the Kim and Kelly deal sort of stripped down, stripped down vibe. You know, it was, it was she was she was just coming off for a time with the Pixies and she was kind of trying new things with her sister and everything. Oh God, that sounded wrong, but uh, <laughs> Jesus, um, musical things like they they were they were doing it they were doing the that that cool cool vibe and it it really did have a cool vibe that that breeders album i've listened to that whole album uh and it's it's cool and uh if fiona apple to her credit she has consistently been putting out really interesting material like i think i think her fetch the bolt cutters album which just came out this past year has been on several critics lists for like top album of the year like she She's a very interesting artist. She's done a lot of cool stuff over the years. Um, but for me, of these two songs, the one that I ultimately dig more now is Cannonball by the Breeders. So I'm giving that to Cannonball. Cannonball by the Breeders picks up a vote, making it a 1-1 tie, which is kind of par for the course in this round. So we'll have to move on to Sarah to break that tie. I think Fiona Apple, to me, was just the kind of the epitome of the angsty female that I wanted to be. Her and Alanis Morissette, I, I didn't really listen to a lot of the female singers. It, nothing, you know, against the other ones, but those were kind of the two big ones for me. And I, I think I honestly got into Fiona Apple more after the 90s than in the 90s. The... I also like Cannonball, so this was a little bit of a tough choice, but I, overall, I, I think Fiona Apple gets the edge. Her videos, it was just a little more edgier, and I think at that time we needed kind of that, there was so much pop females, that Fiona Apple just kind of set herself pretty far apart from everyone else, I, I feel like, personally, so I'm going to go with Fiona Apple. Fiona Apple picking up another vote to give it the 2-1 lead as we move on to Chris. You know, it's criminal that we're still having this conversation. No, Fiona Apple, criminal is the more iconic song. It's the more memorable song. Move it on. And indeed, with that third vote, it will be moving on. But we still need to hear from Leah. 
Both of these songs are fine, but Fiona Apple was just more groundbreaking, and I think she means more to people than this band called The Breeders that I've never heard of. So my vote is for Criminal. With that final vote, we have a 14-3 upset. Fiona Apple's Criminal moving on to the round of 32 and one of the most dominating performances of the night, managing to avoid that 3-2 voting we've had fairly consistently since we've moved on to the right-hand side of the bracket. But we're moving on again to our 7-10 matchup, which features Blind Melon's No Rain versus In the Meantime by Space Hog. And to get this round started, we're going to begin with Mike. You know, it didn't occur to me until you were just uh, saying those two na- those two uh, matchups, the matchup here. But um, it, this is a little bit of an ironic pairing for me and Chris because when we went to see uh, Everclear's Summerland tour uh, back in whatever year that was, uh, 2014, I think, um, and Space Hog was the opening band, and uh, we wanted there to be no rain, but as it turned out. We got hit by a damn hurricane and they had to, we saw Space Hogs play about two songs and then they had to cancel the whole damn thing. Um, No, so this, these are actually two songs that I really, really like. Uh, But if it comes down to which song do I like more, uh, the answer for me is, is definitely Blind Melon, No Rain. It's, uh, it's a song I love playing on guitar and singing to, albeit, uh, I do not try to emulate Shannon Hoon's voice in any way, shape, or form, uh, because I did try to do that once during a live performance back in college of this song, and it did not go well, as Jeff probably remembers. I I remember Uh, this. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I have since uh, learned how to sing that song much better, Uh, but no. um, I believe it it succeeded just about as well as me attempting to impersonate Chris Cornell's voice on Hunger Strikes, so uh, I think we're, we're kind of even there. Yeah, why we decided that I was veteran, you were Cornell in that situation, I don't remember. But um, none- nonetheless, that's a total side note. Um, no, I like both these songs. Blind Melon, No Rain, in my opinion, is the better song, so I would like to move it on. Picking up its second vote, Blind Melon's No Rain. And we move Oh, not the second vote. What I, am I, I, saying? I, the first I hope not, since I was the first, the first person to cast a vote. It's getting late, if you can't tell, listener. So I'm going to retabulate as we move on to Sarah. You are such a mind reader. Blind Melon picks up its second vote. I don't really have much to go in to say to this. I didn't really care for the Space Hog song. So Blind Melon gets my vote. And with that, Blind Melon picks up its second vote, and my magical powers are confirmed. Professor Xavier, I'm waiting for my note. Chris, what are your opinions? Leah, I think that was your 30th birthday weekend, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, so we were going to go see the uh, the Summerland tour, and ironically, all the bands on that tour are on this list because it was Everclear headlining with Soul Asylum, Eve 6, and Space Hog. And ironically, the only other time I saw Summerland was like four year, three or four years earlier with Mike in Atlanta, and that was Everclear, Sugar Ray, Lit, and who was we had talked about the other two earlier. But. It was, it was, I, I, I actually had to look it up. It was the Gin Blossoms and Marcy Playground with a yep, that's rounded it. out that. Yep. yep. So all those bands were on this list, which tells me that Everclear, who headlined both those tours, was criminally underrated as a walk-in seed to be a 16. Are you kidding me? Okay. 
Um, no, Blind Melon's Don't a better say song. Don't really feel, Chris. I'm so pissed at that. I'm so mad. Blind Melon, move it on. Blind Melon is going to be moving on as we move on to Leah. Yeah, I didn't know either of these songs until I looked up their music videos. I definitely thought when I heard it, I had heard No Rain before, but I definitely thought it was like an older song from like the 70s. It just didn't seem to fit on the list because the song is so different than the others. Um, But you know what? I'm all for diversity, so let's go with No Rain. No Rain. Picking up its fourth vote, which means I have to ask. Jeff, are we going to see a sweep tonight? Nope. Uh... (laughs) I I, I knew Jeff well enough to know, like, I'm like, I know Jeff's going to vote for Space Hog. Let's see what everybody else does. Right. Yeah. No, this is this is a uh, this is a matchup between songs that would be number one seeds in my ideal bracket because they're both great. I love them to death. And uh, No Rain has one of the most iconic music videos of the 1990s the 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 girl in the bee costume that's being laughed at by everyone and eventually she finds her her crowd of bees in the field and i i actually think i've cried a little bit every time i've watched the no rain video because I, i love it so much it's it's such a beautiful video that having been said in the meantime, is one of my all-time favorite songs. It is a song that I, I love to the uh, to the point of. So I have to kind of uh, give a little background here. Once a year, uh, the uh, um, my synagogue solicits uh, input from its members in terms of what songs to play, and so you get to like you know, suggests some really random shit to play at Temple that you normally wouldn't play. And, you know, this year, of course, you know, we're all recording songs separately. And a song that I want to record for this year's Shabbat Shira, which is what this this whole thing is called, uh, is Space Hogs in the Meantime. Uh, <laughs> it's a song that I have loved the message of, have loved the sound of have loved the the power and beauty and wonder of it was actually uh you know when i filled out this bracket on my own uh it lost in the finals it is a truly great song i think that it deserves a lot more respect than it got here by being matched up against another truly great song uh want to cast my unfortunately futile vote for Space Hogs in the meantime. Uh, a wonderful, wonderful song that I can't recommend to everyone enough. And for futility's sake, Space Hogs in the meantime picks up a consolation vote, but Blind Melon's No Rain will be moving on to the round of 32 to face the winner of our last matchup in the round of 64. Our number two seeds, What It's Like by Everlast. Facing the number 15 seed of Tub Thumping by Chumbawamba. And for this final game, we're going to start with Sarah. I was losing my religion to see that Everlast, what it's like, was a second seed and Beck's loser was a number one seed. Everlast, what it's like to me is, again, one of my favorite songs. This song should be in 
the, the final two. It is a wonderful song about being a good fucking person. And it tells these horrible stories and the storytelling in the song itself just makes it, it's just a wonderful song. Uh, Tub Thumping, it's catchy. I bought the CD because of that song. And, but I mean, I just laugh in comparison to Everlast What It's Like. It's not even close. I will listen to that song, Everlast What It's Like, every single time it comes on. And the meaning behind it is so powerful. Just, just don't judge people. Be good people. You don't know what it's like to be in their shoes. And it, it, it's a great song for that. And the voice, like everything about that song to me is absolute perfection. So with a very enthusiastic first vote, Everlast, what it's like. Wait, Sarah, you bought the the uh, the, the Chumbawamba album? I, I believe uh, you were I believe you were specifically instructed to steal that album. I want my thirteen dollars <laughs> back so many years later. It's not even worth it. So with that, Everlast, what it's like picks up the first vote. Uh Chumbawamba's Tum Thumping has been knocked down. Let's see if it can get back up again. Jeff? All right. Uh, wait, I'm I'm up. Okay, I'm up. Uh, I think Sarah actually sold me on what it's like here. Uh, I think I uh, I was somewhat on the fence beforehand. Uh, tub thumping has some uh, positive connotations in terms of I think my entire high school class singing it in the stands of a football game at one point. Uh, it was fun but ultimately had nothing deeper to it. Chumbawamba was supposed to be this like super anarchist, edgy band that was saying something important with its music and tub thumping was, it said nothing. It was just a thing. And as Sarah pointed out, Everlast did say a lot of things uh, and uh, a lot of, important and interesting and thought-provoking things with what it's like so yeah uh what it's like moving on what it's like picking up its second vote after jeff we go to mike i really liked everlast what it's like and i i completely agree with you guys that i think its message was incredible it was is remains will forever be incredibly important that it is you need to at least attempt to consider the point of view of other people. Here's the problem. And maybe this is unfair because it's been 20 plus years. Whenever what it's like comes on on the radio. Now I change the station. I'm done. And I don't want to hear the stupid sound effects censoring out all of the swearing because I know what he says. Everybody knows what he says. Just let it go. Like, come on. Can we just play the fucking song? I don't know the last time I like I've heard Chumbawamba on the radio. It's fun. Like it's catchier, it's more fun. I want to listen to it. I want to piss the night away with these folks. Like I ah oh, God, you guys are making me feel so guilty for I I I had Chumbawamba written down just because what it's like is a song that's been so it it meant a lot to me 20 something years ago and now it, because I've just heard it so much, I feel, oh, you guys are making me feel so guilty. But I'm sticking with my guns. Chumbawamba, tub thumping. Book it. I'm done. 
Tub Thumping picks up its first vote as Mike is officially against empathy for others. Chris, do you have a soul? Well, that's a different conversation for a different time, I would say. Oh, Lord. So Mike kind of echoes the 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 pain of this decision because you have a... a hold on. Don't, don't look at me like that, Jeff and Sarah, because you have a genuinely... Fun, Tub Thumping is a genuinely fun song. Um, And then What It's Like is genuinely not a fun song. But I can honestly say there's a handful of songs in the world today that make you rethink and cringe at the way you've reacted in situations in the past and make you reevaluate decisions you've made and how you've treated other people. And that is something that doesn't happen enough. And what it's like does that. Like there are situations in my life that I cringe at the way I reacted or the way I, I, I thought or judged someone for their situations and what it's like puts that into very real terms. I will not turn that song off when it comes on the radio because sometimes you need to feel that emotion. You need to recognize that you yourself are not perfect and that you have issues you need to grapple with that lead you to make these types of decisions. And empathy or not, like you have to be able to put yourself in someone else's shoes and ask ask yourself how you'd react in that position. And what it's like forces that on you. It's not the easy. It, it, it puts some catchy, some catchy uh, music to it and some some catchy lines. But that song makes you come to grips with how you treat and how you judge and how you treat internally and externally other people who are going through hell. And I am ashamed to admit that there are times in my life where I've treated people like garbage and that song just makes me think about that. But at the end of the day, that makes me, I hope, a better person. And that's what art should do. Art should be that moving force that moves you towards being someone who is better than the person you were yesterday. And I've had a lot of time to think about this with this song because this song has been around since I was in high school. But if it's on, it makes me think that way. And there's not a way to get around that. I, I purposefully don't turn this song off because it makes you come to grips with who you are in the past. And it makes me think about how I'm going to react with this situation going forward. What it's like is a more impactful song. I will still drink a whiskey vink, a drink, a lager drink, a vodka drink, and a cider drink. I will sing songs that remind me of the good times. I will sing songs that remind me of the best times like Santa Monica. But I'm still going to vote for what it's like. That becomes the third vote for what it's like. And we go to our last vote of the evening. Leah, take us home. Yeah, I get it. What it's like is the better song, but I'm going to want to listen to the one that's more nostalgic and fun. So my vote was going to be for Tub Thumping. Um, I love it, and I never turn it off, and it puts me in a very, very good mood when I listen to it, and that's what I want to hear right now. And quite fittingly, our last matchup of Everlast What It's Like versus Tub Thumping by Chumbawamba comes down to a 3-2 win. Everlast, moving on into your round of 32, and that ends our round of 64. Quick review to what we decided this evening. Our first one moving on today was You Get What You Give by the New Radicals. 
will be taking on Pepper by the Butthole Surfers in the round of 32. The Bare Naked Ladies, one week, will be facing off against Shimmer by Fuel. The, Cur- the Cures Friday I'm in Love is matching up against Criminal by Fiona Apple. And Blind Melons No Rain will be taking on What It's Like by Everlast. Now is the time to give you the socials so you can give us your comments. Tell us how we're doing wrong. Uh, Chris, I'll give you a chance to redeem yourself from the last episode. Go ahead and try that again. You can find Boozy Bracketology on Facebook and Instagram at Boozy Bracketology. Twitter is at Boozy Brackets due to those daggum character limitations. They're not only holding us back on Twitter, they hold Sarah back her whole life. Sorry, Sarah, I love you. If you're having fun enjoying the show, don't forget, leave us a five-star rating, write us a review, that'd be awesome. Uh, If you have a bracket you want to submit or you want to be a contestant and you want to spend hours of your life arguing with idiots on a podcast, by all means, boozybracketology at gmail.com. Steven, back to you. Thank you so much, Chris. And just a reminder to anyone listening who's thinking that they might want to write in, Bex Loser lost in the first round. I hope you join us next time in the round of 32 where you make more completely uncontroversial decisions. I've been your host, Steven. I'm Chris. I'm Leah. I'm Mike. I'm Jeff. And Sarah. Thank you for joining us this evening, and um, we're going to need more drinks as we keep deciding this next time.